scary girl. Hi everyone, I'm Sarah, and this is Dead Time Stories. Don't touch that dial. Don't worry. Nothing's wrong. You heard that right. It's just me. And that's because this week, Stephanie and I are taking just a little bit of a break. Don't worry. We'll be right back next week with your regularly scheduled programming. But you know, life gets in the way sometimes and you got to take a week off. But we would never want to leave our wonderful listeners empty handed. So this week, please sit back, relax and enjoy one of our bonus content episodes. Now, if you aren't aware, we do have three. That's right. Not one, not two, but three different bonus content series. Those are available on our Patreon page only, and you can access those if you become a Patreon subscriber. If you subscribe for only $5 a month, you get access to the OG original bonus content series, I Synced It, where Stephanie tells me about a horror movie that I have never seen and probably never will. And for only $10 a month, you get access to two more of our bonus series. Serieses? Series. I don't know, but you get access to it, and that includes a series produced by our one and only number one spot holder, Christina, called Me, Myself, and YouTube, where Christina tells us all about the drama behind a YouTube, I'm using air quotes, but you can't see it, celebrity. And then the third and final bonus series we offer is what you're going to listen to today, and that is also available in the $10 tier, and that is What That Ghost Do? where I tell Stephanie all about an episode of Ghost Adventures, and we started at season one. So sit back, relax. This is episode two, season one, episode two of Ghost Adventures, otherwise known as What That Ghost Do. If you like this content, please bounce over to our Patreon page and consider supporting the show. It helps us a lot. Thank you all for listening and enjoy. If this is the portal of hell, well, why don't you come up out of that ground and get us raw? Did someone just scratch me? Extreme. Oh, stop. Oh, stop running. These are our ghost adventures. Ooh, the scary girl. Hi, everybody. Hey, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And, and this, this is... What, what that ghost do? <laughs> I it's love bonus it. content for the show pod. I can't talk. Show pod it's pod show. It's bonus content for the Patreon subscribers of the podcast. Nedtime stories. See, I made that little intro note for the regular show, and now when we do bonus content, I have no fucking idea what I'm supposed to say. So now I feel like I have to come up with a script for all of our bonus content intros. Stephanie's face just gave me the face of. Line? Can I get my line? Line. Line? Oh, I don't think you ever worked with Rich, but he was this older actor that we've worked with in the past. And he primarily did theater. And, you know, I was part of uh, Mary Angela getting into doing film, was like me coming to Philly, and I helped her film stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was a short that we were filming with him, and he kept calling for line like we were doing theater. I don't know. It was just really funny to me. He would be standing there, and he was like, you don't understand. Line. Line. 
<laughs> and you're like, no, honey. Mm. And we're like, cut. <laughs> <sighs> so you've got to do it in it one together. go. <laughs> in one go, friend. This isn't strange. And we had so many bloopers of him just being like, line. Line. Can I get a oh, line? Man. Sarah, what that ghost do? What did that ghost do? Well, uh, I put in my notes that we are back, 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 Bagans. We're back again. I love it. Season yes. one. Episode two. Ghost Adventures. Zach and the crew. I'm Y'all ready? For it. I'm ready. I'm so I'm ready. ready. As I'll ever be, bitch. Fun fact I will say about this is when I started thinking about doing this bonus series, bonus content, um, I was like, okay, great. Well, it came across because I got Christina's login for Discovery Plus. Thank you, Christina. (laughs) Christina helps fund our Discovery Plus, uh, or we just take it from her. Thank you, Christina. I got Christina's access to Discovery Plus, and it had... Every single episode, every single season, even the current stuff that's new now, Ghost Adventures. Blew my mind. awesome. It's all there. It's all ready for you to watch it. All of it. I said, I've got to start from the beginning. And so I started watching and that's when I said, oh my gosh, it'd be great to do a spinoff. And then when I was doing my research slash compiling my notes and I knew that I wanted to add in audio clips from the series, I said, how do I do that? Oh, I can download audio from YouTube. Let me get on YouTube and see if I can find these episodes or find these snippets and clips. And YouTube said, we've got the whole first season of Ghost Adventures for $7. Do you just want to buy the season? And I was like, fuck yes. Then I've got it on YouTube. I can pull it off YouTube. I can get my audio clips. That's false. That's a lie. That's weird. I was going to say, that's suspicious. That's not real. That's weird. I can't do that. YouTube still has some sort of weird cover on these Ghost Adventures episodes, so I can't even pull the audio from YouTube. Also, these season one episodes that are on YouTube are not the same. They're not the same episodes. So from here on out, I'm going by Discovery Plus and Discovery Plus only. So Discovery Plus Season 1, Episode 2 of Ghost Adventures. We are going to the Houghton Mansion in North... Where the fuck we go? Houghton Mansion, North Adams, Massachusetts. Let's load up the car. Yeah. Let's go. Let's Zach Bagans it in there. Let's Nick Groff... No, that's not good. Nick Groff the fuck out. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Nick Groff in my mouth a little bit. I was going to say, the other one's name is Aaron Goodwin. I'm like, what can I do with that? Let's Aaron Goodwin these ghosts. I don't know. This is a tangent that I don't need to be on right now. Focus. Houghton Mansion. The Houghton Mansion was built for the Houghton family when Albert Houghton was elected mayor of the town of North Adams. Okay. The house has seen its fair share of death. And heartbreak. I like this weird old man voice you're doing all of a sudden. I don't know. It's just what I went to for... I Every every Ghost Adventures episode has the same layout. Here's where we're going. Here's a little bit of history about the tragedy that happened here. That's why there's ghosts. Now we're going to interview right. some people who know about the history slash live on the property slash visit the property then we're going to tour the property and find the hot spots. Then we're going to go into lockdown and do our investigation. And then we're done. Right? It's the same okay. format, same layout. 
basically every episode. So right now we're learning about the tragedy that happened to A.C. Houghton because his first initials were A.C. Albert something Houghton. A.C. Houghton and his family and why they might still be in the mansion today. They might. You don't there know. was a major car accident. So AC and his daughter Mary and a friend of the family's who was a doctor and his wife all piled into the car to go on a trip and they had their driver, their chauffeur who was like worked for the family and worked on the grounds, um Mr. Witters, so was the chauffeur. <laughs> Mr. Witters. Mr. Witters. They're out driving, and at some point, they're going around a curve. A horse gets in the way. As they go around the curve, the car just, just like, jumps and accelerates. Ultimately ends up pitching the car over the hill that the curve in the road was on, and the car goes plunging down the hill, flipping over itself three times before landing upright in the field below. All three men walked away with just, like, scratches and bruises. Mary Houghton, AC's daughter, died later that evening after succumbing to her injuries. And I believe that the doctor's wife died as well. Okay. Mr. Witters, the chauffeur, was so stricken with grief and felt so guilty about it. He felt like the car accident was completely his fault. He kept asking what he could have done differently. He is just not in a good place. And one day he says, I'm going to go out. I'm going to tend to the horses. And when he doesn't come back in a reasonable amount of time, they go looking for him and he has shot himself in the horse barn. And so he committed suicide on the property after being so in front of the horses, in front of the horses with a horse gun. It's almost like a, this is what's going to happen to you. Oh, those, Don't, those poor horses. Those poor horses. They say the horses were never the same. Ten days after the accident, A.C. Houghton. That wasn't an accident. Oh, the car accident. The car accident. I was like, they did that on purpose. That was on purpose. That wasn't an accident. No, uh, ten days. I think, I think Witter killed himself a few days after the accident and then 10 days after the accident ac houghton also died not of any injury not of anything other than i just assume heartbreak just like heartbreak and depression and he just out he was like i gotta go girl and he died in the house 10 days later So now Zach tells us that they got in touch with the great-great-granddaughter of A.C. Houghton, and they're going to go over and talk to her. And so they go over to her house, and we see a picture of Zach, and then the door to the house is on the left side of the frame, but we're not looking into the house. We're looking at Zach with the door to the left. Zach knocks on the door, and whenever Zach is dealing with, usually it's with a female um, interviewee, He's always very, like, his 
posture is just incredibly apologetic. Like he's always just like, I'm so sorry to be bothering you. Like he's hunched over, his arms are up. He's like, hi, can I just talk to you? Like, it's very interesting. And then when he's with the dudes, he's like back on his heels, like arms on his hips. He's like, hey bro, tell me about this guest. Exactly, you know, tell me about what you experience over here. But with the women, he's like, hi, my name is Zach. This is my crew. Uh, We wanted to ask you a few questions about your relation to the Houghton family. Oh, did you see any ghosts? Um, I like when I'm here, I, I investigate ghosts. Look at my muscles. Um, so Zach shows up and she opens the door and he's like, hi, I'm, I'm Zach. I'm here with the crew. And she looks out and she's like startled by the camera crew. Like, ah, d- oh. did no one tell her? Did the producers not tell her this was for a TV show? She seems incredibly like, oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, okay. I'm, I wasn't expecting you. Were you I a ghost? I wonder that, right? Anytime on a reality show, I'm like, there's a camera that like the other shot is from inside your house. Like, you So it wasn't. It definitely, there was no like shot inside her house. It was literally just one camera on Zach. She goes to step out, looks to her right, sees the camera and is like, oh my God. Oh my goodness. Um, so she, I'm just like, did the producer not tell her on the phone when they were like, we found out you were the great, great granddaughter. We're making a TV episode. Can we come interview you with our cameras? Well, you know, this is season one. So like they hadn't made a name for themselves yet. Season one, episode two. Anyways, she is precious. She really is. And she takes him inside and she's showing him like pictures from the family album. And Zach asks her, Zach says, when we're in the house what do you think? What should we ask the family? What should we ask the people who are there that you think might help them want to talk to us? And she looks at him and she goes, well, I never met him. But if I had, I'd ask him if they were still sad about what happened. <laughs> and I just love that he's like, what should we ask them? And she's like, well, I never met the people, but. <laughs> ask if they're still sad. I'm gonna ask if they're still sad. So the mansion, lovely lady. She was. She was precious. And now we're done with her. Her name's Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for being on the cameras. Bye bye. So the, thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. So the mansion stayed in the family until 1986, when the sister of Albert Houghton's wife sold it. Who was inheriting it? She sold it to the Freemasons. Oh, shit. Yes, and if you're not familiar with the Freemasons, the Freemasons oh, are a white man's cult. Freemasons are the white man's witchcraft cult, but they call themselves Freemasons. And that's really... I'm pretty sure Christina's dad was a Freemason. My dad was a Freemason. My dad was buried there in his go. mason's apron. Mm-hmm. That's how I know that Look it's... Look at that. Oh, my God. Both of you, your dad was a Mason and your mom's name is Sheila. Ooh! But her mom spells it differently than my mom. Her, her, yes, her, uh, her mom's spelling. Um, Christina, yes. you know. <laughs> my dad was a Freemason. <laughs> her mom didn't spell it like that. Her parents spelled it that way. Yeah, it's not her mom's fault. Um, so the Freemasons are, they are like a, a witchcraft white man's club cult. Um, uh, I do think that they are not like white men only, but it's rare, I feel like, to see like a black Freemason. And it is men only. There are no women. There's no women. Women are not allowed and women are not allowed to step foot in their temple. And they also, the things that they do in their meetings in the temple is kept secret. secret. They're not allowed to talk about it. 
That's a cult. That's a cult. Also, they claim to have been the ones entrusted with keeping a hold and watching over the Holy Grail. And if you want more info on that, go watch National Treasure with Nicolas Cage. They're also part of the Illuminati. Yes. So the Masons then took the house and they built a temple attached to it. And now the Masons own the house. And so now we're going to be interviewing Masons. I love it. Also, as we're talking about the Masons and we're panning through and showing the temple, they also just offhandedly say, and there are relics here from the early days of the Mason. Uh, There's a bed of nails and a dusty electric chair. Okay, moving on to this interview. Let's interview some Masons. Fuck y'all. They just gloss over it. Dusty electric chair. Gloss over it. They're like, in a bed of nails and a dusty electric chair. Now we're going to go interview Jeb. Anyway. The Freemason. You're like, way to bury the lead, Bagans. <sighs> he baganed that lead. So now we move on to talking to the Freemason. The number one thing that they tend to hear is they hear doors slamming and footsteps. That's like your number one claim. Everyone hears that. One of the Masons tells a story about how he was in the house And it had been a heavy snowfall the night before. And he distinctly heard the outside, like, heavy metal door open, close. And then he heard distinct footsteps walking down the hall, like, heavy stomping like they're stomping snow off their boots. He goes out. There's no one there. He looks outside in the front. And there are no visible footprints in the snow. No one had been out there. We interview another Freemason who tells us, I want to show you something over here. And he points to the retaining wall surrounding the property. And it's made of these huge old stones. And he says, you know, those rocks, those rocks came from when we were mining the Hoosack Tunnel. And they called the Hoosack Tunnel the Bloody Pit. Because while that tunnel was being mined, 200 men died. And these are the rocks that came from when that tunnel was being mined. So I think these rocks are cursed. And I think these rocks caused that car accident and caused a curse on the Houghton family in the Houghton mansion. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, girl, that's a stretch. But okay. Right. That's a lot. That's very loaded. That is a lot. So, of course, because of that, we have to take a field trip. Nick, Aaron, and Zach go to visit the Hoozak Tunnel. Why? Hoozak Tunnel. Hoozak Tunnel? That tunnel haunted. Hoozak Tunnel. That tunnel haunted. So, of course, it's haunted, but, like, we're not going to spend a lot of time here because this isn't what we're investigating. We're here for the Houghton Mansion, not the Hoozak Tunnel. Thank you. But, of course, while they're in there, they want to make sure to tell us about how creepy it is. And about how they keep hearing dripping water and they keep hearing bricks falling. And, oh, my God, did you hear that? I was and, gonna say, um, isn't did you hear that the other thing that you thought about calling the show? I did. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Well, while they're in the tunnel, Zach swears to God. He swears to God. He, I swear to God, guys. I swear to God. And I swear to God, he says swear to God at least 10 times while trying to tell him that he just saw a shadow figure run by in his periphery. But listen, he swears to God. Swears to God. He saw a shadow run by. 
And one thing I'm realizing as I'm rewatching these is that Zach Bagans likes to repeat himself. When something happens, he suddenly, his record in his mind just skips and hits the same line over and over and over again. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? I swear to God. I swear to God. I swear to God, dude. I swear to God, dude. Bruh, put it, put something on, like, stop skipping. I can't handle it. Get you some CD doctor. I was about, what I was about to say that tripped me up is I was like, put a penny on the top of that record uh, table. Like where you put a penny on the needle. I'm like, put a penny on that needle so you'll rub stop skipping, girl. Rub some toothpaste on it. Anybody ever tell you to rub some toothpaste on a CD? Yes. Also put toothpaste on a zit. Anyways, now we're on to a tour of the hot spots. I need some toothpaste. I'm all broken out up in here. Tour of those hot spots. Put some Windex on it. Uh, the hot spots. I'm not Greek. So we're in, I think it works for anybody. I don't think it's just a Greek thing. No, but it's from that movie. Just tell me about the hot spots. Hot spots. Mary's bedroom, which Mary's the- Hot spots. Hot spots here. Mary's bedroom is Mary's the girl who died in the car accident. They, people who have investigated there in the past have caught EVPs of someone screaming- our favorite, a screaming lady. And they've also caught an EVP of someone saying, get out. And Zach is like, ooh, that's my kink. I love it when ghosts tell me to get out. He doesn't say that, but he doesn't say that's my kink. This is still season one. But I am now going to play you the audio clip of the EVP that the other investigative team caught saying, get out. He's saying, I think he's telling us to get out. That is very clear, too. Get out. Get out. That's a classic. I mean, it is clear, but it's also not. But yes. It's not clear. No, my face, that was, that's what I was laughing at. I love it anytime they're like, oh my God, it's so clear. Do you hear it? <laughs> but it is. It's a very breathy, like, get out. I don't know if I buy it, but I find it hilarious that Zach goes, oh, that's really clear. That's a classic EVP right there. Get the fuck out. Yeah, it is, Zach. It's classic. So now we move up to the third floor, which if I've also learned anything about all of my ghost research is that if you have a three-story house that's haunted, it's going to be the third floor that's the most haunted. Well, I was going to say any any building that's a multi-level haunted building, the, either the further up you go or the further down you go, like if you go into the basement. But usually the further up you go, the more haunted it is. So we have three floors of haunts with the third being the highest. And it's apparently these are the quarters where the maids and the servants would live. And those are the most active. The Masons who have been there report seeing full body apparitions in that room. They've also taken a picture where they claim to capture a figure in the window of the room on the third floor. When, of course, there is no one in there. Oh, my God. So now, you know, of course, Zach is like, can we spike this? We're going to get a camera here. And at this point, I don't know if they still do that in recent episodes, but I appreciate watching them set up the cameras and showing us where in the house that they're going to be setting standalone cameras. You need to know the perspective that we're going to have on this ghost. I do. I do want to know. I do need to know. I like it. Show me where you spiked. Tell me, baby girl, because I need to know. I would love it if we could get something legit, which is 
I want to see Zach go, can we get a piece of glow tape on this? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So they also say in that third floor room where they've captured the picture of the shadow person in the window that that room right now has no running electricity to it. No electricity goes to that room. There are light fixtures, but they are cut off. But the other main thing that happens is people will see lights on in that room. So they'll leave, shut the house down for the night, walk out, look over and be like, fuck, I left a light on. Wait a minute. Those lights don't work. It's a ghost. It's a spotted lantern ghost is what it is. Up there in that third floor. Spotted lantern ghost. I hate it. So we went from, like you said, the third floor is going to be the most haunted. Well, let's travel on down to the basement. Travel on down to the basement now. Let's go down to the basement. And in the basement, apparently they claim that there is a little girl ghost in the basement. Now, the theory that the Masons have is that the land that the Houghton Mansion was built on, there was a house sitting there previously. And what they did is they picked okay. that house up and they moved it. But of course, you're not going like that house had a cellar and had a basement. You're not going to fill in that cellar to then dig a new one. You're just going to keep that cellar and you're going to build the new house around it and on top of it. And so they believe that the little girl spirit that's in the basement of the Houghton mansion is someone who was attached or lived at the property of the home that was there first. And that got picked up and moved, but she stayed in the basement. That's the theory because there's no other, we don't know of any children, young little girls dying in the house or why there would be someone there, but that's what they claim. They say that she's down there just up to shenanigans all the time. Um, she's just she, down there doing little ghost girl shit. She's she up to shenanigans, ghost girl shit. They say they hear her laughing. They also hear her screaming. Um, Real ghost one, girl shit. One girl, uh, one Mason said that he was down there and all of a sudden he felt his right leg give. And I was like, shit, you remember being in school, walking up behind your friend and hitting them in the back of the knee so their leg would give and they would fall? That's some shenanigans. She is down there That's pulling shenanigans. shenanigans. She's a little girl doing ghosts. Doing little girl ghosty shenanigans. The shenanigan I don't like is one guy said that he was down there and he looked over and he saw her, a little shadow, peek out around a corner, then go back in and then come down and crouch and crawl across to the other side, to the other wall. No. That's so much worse. I'm like, that's not a little girl then, that's a demon. To see a shadow yeah, peek out and then get up. down like a fucking spider and crawl across and the floor. Like, oh, I'm gonna get you. I would shit my pants. I would probably shit. I would, I would shit. probably shit right then and there. I would shit. That's and then I would be assumption. like, you still want to bother me, ghost? I just shit myself. Do you really want to fuck with that? And she's like, I'm gonna come get that shit. And <laughs> you're like, no, 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 no. This ghost girl got problems. She cray. Hey, everyone. Sarah here popping in to tell you all about this podcast I just found. It's not new, it's been around for a while, but it's new to me and hopefully it'll be new to you. It's called Foul Play. No, not like the bird, but like true crime, because that's what they cover. Foul Play presents their own investigation of an unsolved case through a scripted narration series. 
facts and evidence are presented, along with real interviews recorded during the investigation. At the completion of the series, all findings are provided to the relevant detective agency responsible for the case, which I think is pretty cool. It's hosted by investigative crime journalist Shane Waters, crime writer Wendy C., and Gemma Hoskins from Netflix's The Keepers. Yes, that series. I don't know if you watched it, but that, ooh, The Keepers messed me up. And guess what? Foul Play does an amazing multi-episode spanning over time in-depth research presentation of the story behind Netflix's The Keepers. I'll leave it at that because you should go and check out Foul Play. You can find them anywhere that you stream your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Does that still exist? Mm, Stitcher, SoundCloud, anywhere. And you can check them out online at itsfoulplay.com. That's it's, I-T-S, foulplay.com. Check them out and give them a listen. And now I'm going to give it right back to the show. Ooh, that's scary, girl. So now we're ready to get locked down. And this time when we get locked down, last time they put a chain around the door and padlocked it closed. This time we have to drill a lock onto the door to be able to padlock it closed. So we're seeing scenes of them drilling the lock in. Oh, the theatrics of this show. Right. I'm like, that's not a thing that really takes that long. I don't know why they had to make it all dramatic. Because they were like, listen, we're getting, when we say we're getting locked down in the location, even if we have to put our own lock on the door, we're getting locked in with no way out. Which I'm pretty sure is a fire hazard. So I know they've got a way to get out. That is a fire hazard. They've definitely got a way to get out. But the theatrics. So they get in, they start their investigation, and Zach introduces the whole family. Hi, I'm Zach. This is Nick. This is Aaron. We're going to be here with you tonight. We're going to be your servers. Hi, welcome to Chili's. And (laughs) (laughs) And he asks, he says, Mr. Witters, Mr. Witters, are you here? Do you, are you still here? Are you with us because you're here and you're living with this guilt? And I was like, bitch, No. He's not living with the guilt. He's, He's not alive. He's dead with the guilt. It's like, Zach, come on. So they set up some motion sensors in the front entryway hallway. They set up a camera on a tripod facing the front door, which also has those motion sensors in view. We're investigating in another room when all of a sudden those motion sensors start going fucking crazy. And motion sensors don't Fuck make that. a cute sound. Fuck that. It sounds like a fire alarm. It's scary because it's yeah, no, loud that. and abrasive. And it sounds like and the kind of nothing should be moving. It's the sound that even if I heard it, knowing that it's not a motion sensor set up to capture a ghost, I would be like, oh my fucking God, turn that off. Turn it off right now. So these sensors start going crazy. They set up that tripod camera, and when they go back and they review the footage, they catch a shadow running from the doorway at the end that's on one side of the hallway across to the other side of the hallway. So it goes across the screen of the camera. 
Like it's not a super dark shadow person, but it's enough that it looks like a darker mist, just like a shade darker than everything else around it, very quickly passes by the camera. It's pretty creepy. No thanks. No thanks. Next, Zach goes into a room and he starts feeling a cold energy and he's like, get me the EMF detector. Now the EMF detector detects electromagnetic fields. Electromagnetic fields can be given off by anything like a fridge, a microwave, um, your breaker box downstairs will give off an electromagnetic field. A person. A person. But it's also believed that if there's none of those things around, a change in electromagnetic field could mean that there's a spirit there because it is drawing energy out of the room which is what you're picking up, right? So he pulls out the EMF detector and he's like, I'm going to do the EMF reading. While he's doing the EMF reading, they capture a disembodied voice. And a disembodied voice is different from an EVP because a disembodied voice happens real time. You hear it with your ears there. And it's also captured on a digital device. An EVP is something that is not heard while you're there in the moment, but that is captured on the digital device for you to hear when you replay it later. Yes. So this is a disembodied voice. So this is a voice that he's sitting there talking and he hears it and the camera catches it all at the same time. I said about, do you not like a bunch of strangers being locked inside your house? Did you hear that? No, 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 no. Come here. Be quiet. Shh. I just heard a little girl yeah, scream. scream. Oh my gosh, guys, guys, guys. I'm getting it again. I'm getting it again. I'm getting it again. I'm getting it again right now. He it's repeats amazing. himself. Yes. No. Look, at my, look at my body. Look at, Anybody here with us right now? Oh, man. I don't know. I just, yeah, I heard a little girl scream. All three of us clearly heard a little girl's voice, and at the same exact time my EMF detector spiked, lending credibility to the theory that this was paranormal. Did you hear it? You know what I heard? He's like, you want, you, you're angry about all these people being in your house? <sighs> As a, I just heard like a, I'm like, I think it's one of those things because I'm having to play it through the phone into this microphone. Did you clearly hear a little girl screaming? Not a little girl screaming, but I do hear a, huh? I just I'm also like wondering a, if, you don't, if you don't hear this mic, but you're hearing a different mic when you're listening to me. Okay, I heard more of a, uh, <laughs> hiya. That's what she did. <laughs> Can we get a hiya? She goes, hey, And he yeah. was like, I very clearly heard a little girl screaming. Well, no, he said, ah. what did he say? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Or he said something else where he just repeats it over and over again. Anyways, we get a little girl voice, disembodied voice, which is always, in my opinion, very creepy. Now, Nick begins to hear footsteps and he calls Zach over into the other room and he's like starting to explain that he's hearing footsteps. And while poor Nick is trying to explain it to Zach, Zach, fucking ignorant, rude ass, just interrupts him. And he's like, oh, did you hear that? I just heard it. I heard it. No, shh. I heard it. And Nick's like, I'm fucking trying to tell you, dude. I'm fucking telling you. I've been hearing it. 
And they're like, we're hearing it and the footsteps are above them and the room that's above them is Mary's room. And so Nick says, hey, you know what we should do? We should be really, let's go up there, but let's be really quiet so that we can sneak up on her like she's trying to sneak up on us. Let's be a couple of fucking white dudes. I don't know if that logic works for ghosts, though. I feel like when you're a ghost, you can see all of it. There's no sneaking up up on a ghost. Can you sneak up on a ghost? I don't know. I don't know. Great question. I've never had to ask myself that. But Nick is like, let's try it. So they go to Mary's room. And the thing that they decide to do in Mary's room is they bring out this. I'm going to describe it as a handheld UV light. But it's a different type of light on the light spectrum that is supposed to attract ghosts. Right? For whatever reason, like a bug zapper attracts bugs. This is supposed to attract spirits to the light. So Zach says, I'm going to go in, I'm going to wave this light around, and then I'm going to take our infrared camera and I'm going to take some still pictures and see if the light attracts any ghost. So he waves it around and then he takes a few pictures and in the infrared camera, it's taking pictures and it's also documenting the temperature of the moment when they take the picture. So he takes like 10 pictures in the room and at all of them, there's not anything there. It's 75 degrees except for one picture where the temperature drops down to 64 degrees and they capture this weird mist that looks like the silhouette of a head and shoulders beginning to form. In like a weird light mist. It's very odd. uh, But they don't catch that anomaly in any of the other pictures. And the temperature goes back to normal. 75 for the rest of them. Except for this one picture where it drops 10 degrees. And it looks like something is trying to form. I have not been able to find that Google image. To just show you. To just like text it to you. But yeah. I'll try to find it and, like, post it later. But they capture that video. Then they go and look in the Masonic Temple, which is creepy in and of itself because it's a temple at night. And they keep hearing noises, thumps, footsteps. And at this point, Zach says, if you want us to leave and you don't want us here, then please just make a noise. Don't. And they immediately hear a door open and close before Zach even finishes saying, if you want us to leave, please make a noise. The ghost is like, leave. Here's the door. Don't let it hit you on the way out. And they're like, did you hear that? Can you do that again? And the ghost is like, fuck, I thought you would leave. And so then it makes a tiny door noise and they still don't leave. Which I find is a really funny common theme for all ghost hunting shows where they'll go in and be like, if you want us to leave, all you have to do is make one noise and then a noise is made and they're like, oh, we're staying even longer now. And the ghost is like, you fucking said, you said you would leave. I did it. You said. I did what I was supposed to do. I did what you told me. So then they go walk down. Now it's time to check out the basement. This is our last spot of the night. So they go down to the basement. Now, remember as 
they're walking around, they've got the whole place in dark. It's all pitch black. And they're not walking around with flashlights. They have a little bit of light on their camera, but ultimately it's all in night vision. And so Nick and Aaron carry cameras and they kind of direct Zach on where to go because they always keep Zach in the frame. And so they're walking and Zach runs face first into the fucking door to the basement. (laughs) And he's like, ow! And Nick just starts laughing and Zach's like, you're supposed to be my eyes. You're supposed to tell me. And Nick's like, I'm sorry, I wasn't even paying attention. And Zach's like, that fucking hurt. Piece of shit. So he goes down to the basement. While he's in the basement, Zach is like, I hear footsteps. I'm going to stay down here by myself. You guys go ahead. Fuck all of that. But yes, he's like, I'm going to stay down here by myself. So he stays down by himself and Nick and Aaron go upstairs and Nick looks at Aaron or no, Aaron looks at Nick and Aaron says, you know what I want to do? I want you to go sit in that electric chair. That's right. The electric chair. Did you forget that that was here? Did you forget that the electric chair and a bed of nails was here because we only talked about it once before and glossed over it? And I have no idea why they're here or what significance they have. Well, now Nick is going to go sit in it. I hate it. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. They just hear more footsteps. I mean, he sits in the chair and he's like, okay, I did it. And then they get up. And at that point, we go back to Zach by himself in the basement. And Zach again asks the question, if you want me to leave, just make a noise. And then there is a huge thump, like something is being slammed on the ground right right after. Get the fuck out. They're like, I fucking told you to get out. I said leave. Get out. So you hear the big thump and then Zach claims to catch an EVP of another get out or actually he claims to catch an EVP where it says ran for help. I still think it sounds like get out. Either way, we catch the tiny EVP. Then there's another thud and then Zach finally fucking leaves. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll go now. Guess I should get the fuck out of here. Maybe I should leave now. Third time's a charm. So they walk out, they get unlocked from the Houghton mansion, and as they're leaving, Zach tells the guy who locked him in that, yeah, no, after what we saw and experienced here tonight, I can tell you right now, it's fucking haunted. It's hainted. It is hainted. Hainted, haunted, 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 haunted. It's bad in there. up in this bitch. You in danger, Masons. You in danger again, haunted. Bam. With a little girl. So that was the Houghton Mansion, and that was episode two of season one of Ghost Adventures. Y'all can't handle it. Where once again, we capture a few little baby EVPs, one tiny little shadow figure, and a picture. And a lot of Zach repeating himself. Did you hear that? A lot of Zach repeating himself. I swear to God, dude. I swear to God. I swear to God. A lot of him I repeating God, himself. I hope maybe that's something that drops away. Maybe, maybe his producer comes to him and says, listen, I don't think hey, you realize stop. you do this. It's really annoying. But you got to stop. You have to. For we'll the sake happens. of our viewers. So we'll see. Uh, right now on the scale of baggy clothes and muscles, Zach is still 
at the medium size where his clothes are medium baggy and his muscles are are big but not super huge yet. Less gel in the hair. The hair does not look as wet. So we're learning. Already, it's just episode two. Episode two. But I think he might have watched some of episode one and been like, why does my hair look so damn wet? No, not like that. That's not a cute look. That is not a cute look. We've all done that. So there we have it. That is what that ghost do. And it did a few things. What it really wanted to do was try to get you to leave, Zach, but you weren't listening. Right? But like, listen, like fucking take a cue, read the room. Take a hint. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for this episode of mm, What That Goes Do. And thank you listeners for listening to our show and for subscribing to our Patreon. Thank you so much. Tune in next month. Bye. Bye. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Ferguson. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 